Welcome to this green church. We're a Christian community on a mission to raise saviors, believers that are righteous and supernatural, to succeed, lead, and have transformational societal impact. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and Wednesday at 6 p.m. to be a part of this amazing service. Be blessed as you listen. Doing more with less. Doing more with less. If you're like me, you must have wished, you know, they started from wealth. They started from wealth. You know, if you're like me, you'll have thought, you know, what would you feel like to be born by a dollar? Or people are doing, you are done for me, no, no send faces. Let's be real, guys. Let's be real. Maybe the guys know better about these things, okay? Yeah. Yeah, what was given birth to by Otedola? Or by Dangote? Or, you know, let's make it even better. What, what if I was born by? By Gates. Yeah. So that things now have to be so hard. Yeah, so that things now have to be so difficult. Right? If you have been there before, let me see it, you know, with your hands raised. I have been there before. Okay? Real people only. <laughs> I remember secondary school. The lies we tell in secondary school, the lies we told, rather, about who our father was. Yeah, we told some interesting lies. My father has this, my father has that, you know. I started just one, just two, just three. I started that just one, this, you know. The lies were serious. Again, if you're like me, let me see your hand up. You are boring. So, it took me a while to actually get to the point where I didn't feel the need to, to lie about where I was anymore. It took me a while. I got to just three, five minutes of my mind to, to use what I have. Okay? So my parents, don't, they don't have all the cash, they don't have all that. I was a very smart kid. So I told myself, my smartness is my own resource, is my own strength, is my own power. So I stopped competing my father's resources, because there was none. Yeah. I started competing with what I have. Smart boy. You know, have you seen this Sabino's comedy? About you know, asking each other, what car does that daddy drive? What car will come and pick you? And this one said, Benz. That one said, the uh, Sabino said, my father has aeroplane. <laughs> That my father come and pick me in an aeroplane. Doesn't deal with cars. So, all his friends left school, and I was hiding. So nobody would catch him when he's going home. So his mommy came with a truck, Omolanke. You know what they call Omolanke now? Truck. This not car truck. They used to push wheelbarrow. Hey, where she used to sell, you know, rice and stuff like that. So the plan was that Samuels would jump inside and she will wheel Sabino's home. It was still fun, Sha, until their mates started dropping back to school because they forgot something at school. They're not jammed Sabinos on the road. Like, Sabinos, this is your father's aeroplane. This is your father's <laughs> aeroplane and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I can relate. All right? That, you know, most people don't start out big. Most people don't start out big. Amen. That if you look at how the world is designed, the income inequality and steep poor distribution, most people don't start out big. You know, when we look, when we go to Twitter, Nigeria looks very rich. When we argue salary, someone says 200K is useless money. And when you check our statistics, you earning 200K are above, you are in the top 10 percent of Nigeria thereabouts. You are in the top. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, most people don't start out big. When we leave social media to go to the reality of Nigeria's existence, most people don't start out big. And even beyond Nigeria, all right, world over, most people don't start out big. Hallelujah. All right. So, you're not alone starting small. It's not something that's unique to you alone. You just look around 
your friends, look around your church, and who here looks like they have some billions or some trust fund they're relying on. Look well now, to be in everybody. <laughs> How many people look like the friends have it all figured out? Hallelujah. So you're not alone in starting from small. Okay. So we all start from, from less than ideal situations. We all start from less than ideal situations. So people have things like, my father doesn't have money. Well, it's not only you. Most of us, our fathers, <laughs> are you with me in church this morning, this evening? Yes, okay, I need your feedback. Someone says, I have no trust fund. Again, you are not alone. Someone says, I went to a public university. So did I. So did most of us. Amen. I to strike well, I had my share. Someone says, no, I have no masters. You're not alone? Someone says, I schooled in Nigeria. Someone says, I live in Nigeria. <laughs> well. Someone says, I earn in Naira. I have little or no skill. Well, most people start with little or no skill too. No one gave me anything, anything to start with. So did most people. So, most people get to start from little. So, your case is not unique. Don't feel so special in your bad condition. Your case is not special. Okay? It's common to man. Everyone starts small. Even though that, that, that look like they come from privilege. They start small. Let me explain. If you started from um, having a car, you have some females in your account, based on your goals and dreams, it doesn't feel like anything to you. Because you now, your next goal is a car. Well, he was born with a car. So he has bigger problems, but he has problems. Why do you feel unfulfilled because you don't have a car? He means thinking, my father gave me this business like this that's not grown. I feel like a failure. And I'm saying, uh, so everybody starts from small. Because too much is given, much is also expected. So everybody has that feeling of, I need to do better. You know, this is not good enough. It's so small around here. Hallelujah. So everybody gets to start from small. All right? You know, today's big people, today's great people, started from little. The big companies today started as very small companies. Facebook, Google, you know, Microsoft started, you know, as garages, somebody's parlor, somebody's garage. So every brick stuff starts from very little. Today's big churches started as small churches. Some of them started as my husband, you know, husband and wife church. All right? You know, I remember I was checking our, our, our records yesterday and how we bought drum, you know, in 2019 November. 2019 November. That's just less than three years ago. And we bought this drum then for a little, over, a little less than 200k. And it was a big deal. In fact, that Sunday we did a lujo. Yes, I remember we danced. Ah, we bought drum. Amen. Big things start small. I promise that today, 200k is not our problem anymore. Big things start small. Okay. Big firms start tiny. So it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Are we together? It's not how you start, it is how you finish. People don't fail in life and remain broke because started with, started with little. People don't fail in life or remain broke because they began with little, but because they didn't recognize or effectively utilize the potential of the little in their hands. 
Think about that very well. That people don't fail in life or remain broke because they had little to start with. But because they didn't see the potential of the little in their hands. They didn't effectively utilize the potential of the little in their hands. So it's not what you have, but what you do with what you have. It is not what you have, but what you do with what you have. God has given everyone enough to build tomorrow with. God has given everyone, including you, CC, okay? Including you, everything you need to build tomorrow with. Hallelujah. The things for your future, they are already in your house. The things you need for your future, they are already in your house. Your prosperity and success, okay, is already in your house. Hallelujah. So, first things first, starting from little, you must learn contentment. You must learn contentment. You must learn contentment. Philippians 4, 11 to 13. You must learn contentment. Philippians 4, 11 to 13. Please help me if you're there. Let's read it together if you're there. Want to go? Not that I speak in regard to need. For I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So Paul is saying, I've learned how to make do with little and with much. And he calls this being mature as a believer, saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Meaning that being able to make do with little sometimes is spiritual maturity. Being able to make do with little is faith. Faith is not always, I have everything I need now. Faith is making do, you know, and being contented. Being, being able to walk with the little you have in your hands. If you don't get that faith has varieties, you will be in trouble many times. Do you understand? Because people don't understand that faith many times is a process. It's a process. It's a process. People will remain poor and defeated if their faith is only, I get it now. That I pray for it now, and so they get an alert that's happened now. If that is how your faith thinks, your faith is preparing you to be broke. <laughs> it's a broke, poor people faith. Hallelujah. So there has to be a faith that walks through a process. A faith that understands that, that I don't have all I need now doesn't mean I have failed. If I am building and taking steps, I'm very fine. Do you understand? That if I'm building, if I'm at work, if I have seed in the ground, okay, I'm doing well. That broke today doesn't mean I failed today. I've only failed if I'm doing nothing but just been there, broke and sad. Hallelujah. The faith that builds tomorrow is faith that believes in process. The faith that builds tomorrow is faith that believes in process. So it is why tomorrow's Nigerian leaders, tomorrow's leaders of Nigeria, must be those that believe in process. Not those that eat tomorrow today. People that believe in process. That can plan 5, 10, 
15, 20 years and put in place policies to achieve those things. Hallelujah. So, I must be, you know, I must feel like I'm contented so that I feel like I have what I need to start with. That's being contented. I have what I need to start with. The feeling of sufficiency, you know, not that you have everything right, that feeling of, we can work with this. That's being content. All right? So I must feel like I have what I need to start with. I must see my cup as half full instead of half empty perspective. Are we together? I must see my cup as half full instead of half empty. This being content, okay? I won't despise my days of small beginnings. That's contentment. I will not despise my days of small. I won't feel small and caged because I don't have what I need yet. It also means to allow yourself living your means. To allow yourself to live within your means. This is something we must eagerly learn as Nigerians right now. Nigeria borrows <laughs> serious money for things we cannot afford. Why did you borrow billions? I'm sorry, it's just a question. I might, I might be wrong. Borrow billions to do trains that you would not give us free ride for public holiday? Why did you borrow billions? What, what will not make you money? Are we together to show off or to spend the money to steal it? But you know what happens to us? That our culture comes to our personal life also. Our culture finds, finds its way to our personal lives. That in a country where people don't value resources, that's because who you are also. You earn 100K, you buy shirts 20K. Think on these things. You earn 200K, but you go and eat out 40K. Allow yourself to live within your means. That if I will do more with less, I have to be mainly efficient. I have to be mainly efficient. I have to be ruthless in my efficiency. I have to be ruthless in my efficiency. Ruthless. Okay, I can't afford this. That's that's on that. Let's go and clinical, clinical. Well, you can, I can't. Hallelujah. All right. So, you have, to be, you have to practice contentment. Number two, you can't allow yourself, you know, to look at other people and compare yourself with them. You can't compare yourself with other people. Let's compare yourself with yourself alone, not with other people. You can't compare yourself with other people. You can't compare yourself with others. We are learning here how to do more with less. It means I cannot compare my life with others. 2 Corinthians 10, 12 to 13. 2 Corinthians 10, 12 to 13. 2 Corinthians 10, 12 to 13. I need water. My throat is dry. So fast. Are we together? Want to go? For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. Ooh. <laughs> it says, but they, do what? Comparing themselves with themselves are being foolish. Think about your life right now. Verse 13, we, however, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the sphere which God appointed us. The sphere especially includes you. So he's saying that when you compare with other people, you have been unwise. How are you unwise? Let me explain it to you. For me to compare two things together, they must share some similarities. They must, start, they must share some equitable similarities, some equitable features. If 
Are we together? So it means they must have the same resources. Are we together? Same exposure, same environment, and same purpose. Same resources, same exposure, same environment, and the same purpose. Otherwise, what am I comparing? When you compare yourself with other people, you are not being wise. You know why? You don't have the same resources. You don't have the same exposure. You don't have the same environment, same family you're bringing. And you don't have the same purpose. So avoid competing with other people. Avoid the comparisons. Avoid competition with other people. Compare yourself with yourself alone. You are your own best competition. Because you can only compare yourself, we you know, with the sphere that God has given you. What you have done within the sphere that he has given you. What you have done with what he has put in your hands. Our acts are not the same. Our gifts are not the same. Glory to Jesus. Now the same purpose. Now the same starting point. Are we together? So, it makes no sense to then compare myself with other people. We have different gifts, different realities, different starting points, different assignments, you know. It's all different. So, it makes no sense. It's unwise to then compare myself with other people. So, avoid it. We also live by different rules. You know, I was driving one day, and um, this guy just sped, sped, sped you know, ahead of me. And I said, no, I'm a Lagos boy. I let to ah, get off. I let to do my own. So I just started boom too. Okay. Well, it works. It's not bad. But I got to red light and the guy just went through. And I don't do that. So I can't compare myself with him. We live by different rules. We live by different rules. And sometimes it means that people can do some things that work for them. They can take shortcuts that I cannot take. People can make choices today that make them look all glam today. But I cannot make those choices because God tells me otherwise. So I make some choices today that are, that are today, that makes today look slow, but are, but are built tomorrow. Do you understand? So I can't then compare myself with such people. It doesn't make any sense. Glory to Jesus. All right? Glory to Jesus. You know, I remember how it feels. Um, I see some of my friends, and I hear what they end. I hear what they end. I see people that started together in this tech team, and I'm saying, ha! To this guy. That one is earning this. That one is earning that. That company raised this. That company raised that. And I see how much I earn now. And I see my friend's car. Are we together? Is it only me? Do we pass that? Is it only me? Is it just me? Uh-huh. And having to feel, oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but we don't have. The same purpose. We don't have the same goals. We don't have the same path. So the comparison makes zero sense. It's, it is daft. When I said yes to God, I agreed to a non-compete. When I said yes to Jesus, I signed a non-compete agreement. I said a non-compete agreement, a non-compete. That my path is my path. It's not your path. It's not your way. My way is my way. It's personal. It's not yours. So I signed a non, a non-compete. I can't compete and win. You can't, it's, I'll just keep crying. Glory to Jesus. Okay? So God is not checking how your friend is doing to judge your life. He's not checking how your mates are doing to appraise you. He's not scoring you against, you know, a graph that concerns your neighbors and your friends. Your score line with God, how he appraises you, is personal to you and you alone. Everyone must walk in his path. Everyone must walk in his way. Don't look at my road. Walk your path. Walk your way. My path is unique to me. Your path unique to you. Even, 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 even about pastors, my path is still my path. My story is still my story. We cannot compare notes. So everyone was walking his own path and not break ranks. Hallelujah. 
So it makes no sense to compare yourself with your friends. The cars they drive, the bags they wear, hallelujah, the week they own, the job they have. My friend just got a new job. Wow. Her salary is 1.5 million. Man, it's 300K. Can you focus? That you are in a race with yourself alone. Glory to Jesus. You know, I remember back, back at school, 111, 111, 311. I used to feel bad. We, my, my mates read in a different way. So I felt very bad the way I read. They would go to class all day and read. So, so, I know some people, they go to class from morning till night or do overnight to read. I could never do that. So it wasn't just my way of reading. So even though I read, I didn't feel like I read. And it's the way this feeling thing affects your productivity. Let me tell you the truth. The way this feeling thing affects how you produce. That you might put in all the work, but because you don't feel good with your, with your work, you feel like, I don't deserve, I don't deserve to pass. I don't deserve to be, to be this good. So it now makes you, you, you read though, but because you don't feel like you are doing like your mates are doing, it makes you now underperform. So I finally let my phone level that the way I read is the way I read. And I saw instant change in my grades. Do you understand? That when you begin to feel comfortable in your own skin, this is how I think. This is how I walk. I put my best to, but I may, I may not walk like you walk. I may, I may not do it the way you do it, okay? But I put in my best. I know how to use my sling. Yeah. Hallelujah. All right, so avoid this competition. It makes people be under undue pressure. Amen. Your friend got a new car and you are sad. You are forming happy. Have we, who has been there before? Are we real in this church? Are we real people? You are forming happy. But somewhere in your mind, this guy not a big book rich. We were in the same class. I'm smart now. Uh-uh. They mean that me too, boy. Hallelujah. You're wondering, you know, how did she get this kind of fine rich boy? She's not that fine now. Girls can gossip that one. She's not that fine. She's not that fine. That girl, she's never that well behaved. How did she do it? She, Hallelujah. <laughs> You're not alone, okay? So when you think those thoughts, just say, okay, okay, okay. This thought is it's not, it's not a new thought, okay? Satan, I bind you. Don't feel bad, child, but just quickly bind Satan and bind the thoughts. It's common to all of us. Amen. Amen. Okay. Matthew 14, 13, 21. Matthew 14, 13, 21. Doing more with less. Matthew 14, 13 to 21. Glory to Jesus. You must enjoy your own story. It may be annoying, right? But it's my story. It may not be easy being you, but it's your story. It's your story. You, ha- you cannot change the story. You can only enjoy the story. You cannot change the story. You can only enjoy the story. I can't change my past. I can't change you give it to me. <laughs> I cannot change it. So why, why cry? Why not just, you know, make do and enjoy, enjoy my story. Make the best of my story. Make the best of my story. And nobody give me anything. Oh God, it's your story. Do it well. Then write the book. How I began from 20,000 era. Can I make it? Can I make the title very long? Nobody helped me. Nobody loved me. Nobody sent me. Thank God I did it. Yes. It's your story. Own your story. Enjoy your story. Nobody believed in me. That's a good story. Are we there? When Jesus, together, heard it, and they parted from there by boat to a certain place by himself. When Matthias heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. 14. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and was with compassion for them and healed their sick. 15. When it was evening, disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away and they may go to Jesus and buy themselves food. 16. Once we go, Jesus said to them, Let me say it well. They don't need to go anywhere. 
you give them something to eat with mischief on his face. Let's see what they will do. See, Noah was giving them an, an impossible ask. Don't send them away. You give them something to eat. Like. All right. And they said to him, Oh God, it's deal. You have come again. We have here only five loaves and two fish. 18, he said, Bring them here to me. Oh yeah, let me show you something. Bring them here to me. Then he commanded multitudes, look at this, to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. Looking up into heaven, he blessed. He gave thanks. He gave thanks. That's what, but what the blessing meant, he gave thanks. He was grateful. Okay? And broke and gave those disciples, that gave to the multitudes. Verse 20. So they all ate and were filled and they took up 12 baskets full of the fragrance that remained. 21. Now, those who had eaten about 5,000 men besides women and children. So, interesting story, right? He told them to go and feed a crowd with five loaves of bread and two fish. He could have said, you know, um, let me just pray right now and bread will just fall down and we'll share the bread. But he was making a point to us to show us how the kingdom operates. Sometimes things don't start, you know, big as a miracle. But the miracle is starting small and getting the job done with little. So first and first, he gave thanks. He gave thanks. That, that things don't multiply without gratitude. Things don't multiply without gratitude. Things don't multiply without gratitude. If I am mourning if I am complaining, if I am grumbling, if I am crying, things don't grow that way. God's kingdom doesn't go into oppression when I'm groaning and crying. Don't forget we're learning how the kingdom operates. Christ was showing us how the kingdom operates. That if things multiply, it starts on being thankful, not being, not being mournful. Give me English word, I can't swear it. Juliana, give me English word for mournful. There is more, there is more English. Where's Chidera? Okay, things start from being grateful. So if I see my life and feel bad, just cry and be sad, the kingdom doesn't go to work in my life yet. Gratitude. So he gave them, the, he, 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 he took the bread and told them to sit down. Order. He could have said, just share the bread in here, just share it to everybody. But he said, Sit down. Sit in groups. He now gave his disciples to now give other people. So I'm sure he told them, we are 12 of you. So 12 of you line up like this. Oh yeah, you take, start. You take, start, order, and process. That things don't grow without order. Things don't grow without process. That you don't grow things by being freestylish. You are just so random. You just, you just like to do your things randomly. You don't think too much. You're, you're just a free spirit. Order. Process. Order and process. And that, you know, things grow in motion. It did not grow for the started sharing. But as they were sharing, it was just moving. Things were moving as they were sharing. That the miracle happens in motion. Yeah, don't, don't say you have to praying, God bless me. Give it 200k. You will take the 2k in your hands and can work with it. That the miracle only happens in motion. That you take what you have and begin to make do with it. The miracle only happens in motion. That you don't think you have to be crying, God bless me. Give me open those opportunities. You will get up and use what you have to open your next door. Do you understand? The miracle happens only in motion. You will start with what you have. The five of bread will lead, will lead to abundance, but you must start with what you have. It's about process, order, time, and step by step. Process, order, process, order, time, step by step. You take the next step, then the next step, and then the next step, 
Now, if you wait to have all you have for you get started, you never start. If you wait to have all you need, you will never start. But you start step by step, step by step, step by step. You do the next thing. That you learn, when you when, when stretch in faith, I want to just calm down a bit. You learn when to stretch in faith. You are doing more with less. So you will learn when to stretch in faith. I want to just stay there and just cheat, do things simply. You learn when to stretch in faith. You learn what to stretch for in faith. So put stretch every time. Keep doing things that pass them every time. Only you, every time, things that pass you, you will break down. So you will learn when to stretch and what to stretch for. You will learn when to chill and what to chill for. That faith is not always stretching every time. It's knowing when to use that stretch. That you let those stretches be, be things that are so important. Do you understand? Things we must actually do now. Things that must be done today, not tomorrow. Faith is not fantasy. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not wishful thinking. It's not anything that I do it. Faith is in obedience by the Spirit of God. So it's not just I want, I want, um, I want a car now. I just go and buy. I must buy a BMW. And you, you, are, you are earning 500k per, per month. And you buy a car that takes all your salary per month. So you do it yourself. It's not faith. Faith is practical. It's calculation. Sometimes it's calculation. That God, we want to do this. You now sit down and plan on paper how to do it. Do you understand? What we have caught faith so far does not work like that, though. This faith that there is unseen air does not produce, though. It makes people live in frustration and pain and anger and blaming God. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. All right, so I might start for, from little, but I will end in abundance, okay? If I take action, Parable of Talents, Matthew 25, 14 to 30. Are we learning tonight? Are we learning tonight? Are you awake? Are you tired from work? Hallelujah. You know, I plan to sing a song tonight to wake us up. I've forgotten the song. It's a, it's a cartoon song from Jola. Something, something. Let us do the Pinocchio. Right hand. Left hand. You don't need to give birth to children. Okay. Matthew <laughs> 25 from verse 14. Hallelujah. Who knows the song? Please tell me someone knows it. But Abraham, come up for you. You don't have siblings. You don't have, you don't have nephews and nieces. Alpha now, you don't have nephews and nieces. Tell your brother to do, to do this thing where they should make it fast. Okay. From verse 14. Matthew 25 from verse 14. Want to go. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. Who called those servants and delivered his goods to them? All right? To one, he gave five talents. To another, two. To, and to another, one. Okay? To each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Verse 16. Are we together? Want to go on the screen? Then he who had five talents went and traded. Keep going now. Received two, gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. Verse 19. After a long time, none of those servants came and settled accounts with them. 20. Five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, deliver to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more besides. It must have felt really good. All right? Let's go on 22. 21. Yes. The Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. 22. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, deliver to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. 23. He said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. 24. 
Then, who are the the ones silent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and guarding where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid <laughs> and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you are, what is yours? 26. Ah, you wicked and lazy servants. You know that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not seed. So you ought to have spent my money with the bankers, yes, and my coming and I receive back my own with interest. 28. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. 29. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have an abundance. But from him who does not have, even that that he has will be taken away. And cast the 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, let us do that in our pure right mind. Sorry, guys. I'm a father. When you do it, you understand. You get when you give it, you understand it. Luke 19. Glory to Jesus. From verse 11. <laughs> Look at this. Now, as they heard these things, they spoke another parable because it was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. They told them this because they thought the kingdom would appear immediately. They said in Matthew that they told them this parable so that they can understand what the kingdom is like, what the kingdom is like. So this parable is a parable of how the kingdom operates. He told them because they were thinking the kingdom of God just appeared suddenly right then. He was telling them how the kingdom, oh, thank you, you just got it, how the kingdom operates. That, yes, the kingdom has come, please follow me, and the kingdom will also come. But that before the kingdom comes, we are thinking about it, you have to operate the kingdom as already in you now. So that you're not waiting for the kingdom to come, you are operating the kingdom in you already. You are occupying and being productive till it comes. That your job till it comes is to make five talents into another five, two into another two. Your job till it comes is to be productive, to keep increasing. Like Genesis 1, multiply, have dominion, be fruitful. So that till it comes, you should keep increasing in resource and in influence. I'm pained that how we have taught the gospel is not practical. God's kingdom is like this. This is your job in the kingdom. Be fruitful, multiply, increase, produce, till I come, keep increasing. I said at the video that your work is kingdom. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So, in Luke, Luke calls it money. So it's just clear that it's not, it's not, it's, we are talking about practical stuff here. He calls it money. Matthew said talent. This is the idea. That you have things in your house that you can multiply and grow. To one, he gave five. To one, he gave two. To one, he gave one. You all have something you have been given. Don't care for the man that has five. Use your one or your two. Your job is to make one become two. I won't tell you to make one into five. That, that's not the point yet. First, make one into two. Then two into four. Then four into eight. 
Then when, when it now comes to review your books, see that you have eight. It will not give you many things. That's the idea. Says so when I was productive, okay, he came and he gave them many things, many cities. That's what it means. The coming year is not exactly about when it comes at the end of, at the end of age, but that the kingdom will always appraise your work. And the kingdom will reward you based on how you've been productive. That every day, every week, every month, every year, God's kingdom is appraising your life. Do you understand? So that the one that is productive will have more to work with. So it starts by, follow me, when he makes one into two, two into four, there will be a time that God will show up in his case and then give him many things that it works. It goes from making one into two, two into four, into geometric prediction. Now it goes from two to four, to four to sixteen, because God's kingdom has come to the world is effort. Do you understand? So that you can start from one, one becomes two, two, four, but some point, go from four to two hundred. Because why? God's kingdom will come and appraise it. This guy is good. He's good. Reward him with more. So that your future is in how you can produce with the one that you have. You know, people that have one do many times. It's not fair. God is not fair. How is my life like this? I have nothing to work with. My parents don't have any money. Again, nobody loves me. I live in Nigeria. I earn in Naira. My father is going debt everywhere. I don't have a laptop. It's just unfair right here. It's unfair. It's wickedness. God is unfair. Look at my neighbor. Look at my neighbor. See, see, see my neighbors, my neighbors' kids, you know. Where we grow up before? My grandmother, where we grow up before? Can you remember Mr. Lagbaja, Mr. Janekoko? Can you see how, how we gave the children inheritance? They all started with millions in their accounts. My father gave me debt. It's not fair. God is not fair. Why, why did God give this kind of parents? God is wicked. That's what people that have one do. They complain and blame everybody. They think, they don't understand that what, what they do with their talents you know, blesses them. When the kingdom, when Jesus, when the master came there, I uh, saw that one has become two. He didn't tell the guy, give me the two. When two became four, he didn't say give me the four or give me the ten. What did he do? He gave them more resources. That is not about God really. It's about your own life, your dominion, your fruitfulness. He now told them, take from the one that has one that did not use it. Give it to the one that has ten. Again, he didn't say give me. No, I don't need it. But give it to the one that has. For who has, more will be given. The people that know how to, how to use resources well, to produce to effective they keep having more things. So that the rich gets richer and the poor gets poorer. That is how the kingdom operates. The ones that have will keep having. Because they have for a reason. They have for a reason. Because they are good with it. You say, um, why don't I have? I'm just, I just finished school. It's not my fault that I don't have money yet. Well, it's not of your father. I'm, I'll explain it. That you, 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 it's not of your father, your grandfather, okay? Your nation and everything. But it's, it's still you. I, 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 I wish I can put this very well. I wish I can put this very well without, without spoiling it. <laughs> this is the idea. Where you are is fair. Between God and you is fair. Because it's what your father did, your grandfather did, your country did, of which you are a part of. You are not just you. You are not just you. You are the work of your father, grandfather, grandmother, great-grandmother, your culture, your environment, your nation, is your makeup. So that your entire you like this, not you alone. So what you have now is not God's fault. It is still you, your fault, who you are. Because you are not just Bolu. You are Bolu made from your father, your mother, 
Our work is work. Our failure is success. Everything makes you. So that where you are is say, it is your work. Because you're not just you. You're your father, your mother, grandfather, great-grandfather. Where you are is your fault. Did you get that? <sighs> so that if you make progress in life, you stop crying. You, your job is to turn the one, that small thing you have, into two. If you can make it two, God will come at a point and appraise your life. And that too will become something bigger than that. That God will clap for you if you only just turn one to two. Don't turn two to five or two hundred yet. Just <laughs> turn one to two. And the kingdom will appraise you, score you high, and elevate you. So that it's not how you start. It's what you do with what you have that counts. So, I'm not telling you to go from 50k to 500k. If you can't, fine. But just move to 100. That's your next goal. Turn one to two. Put in the work, the process, the time, the efficiency, the character, the guts, the focus, this, the, you know, being mean with your resources, being mean, mean, mean. I can't buy that clothes yet. I will buy 2k1. Somebody will die. It's my body. Amen. I can't buy Ralph Lauren. I'll buy Taylor Laurent. Amen. It's my body. Hallelujah. Be mean to your resources. Mean. You know your job is to turn one into two. Two into four. Five into ten. It requires focus. Discipline. 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 Tell yourself, this thing I want, it's good I want it though, but it's not for today. This thing is good to want, it's not a bad desire, but to, to want it now is not thinking straight. It's not, being, it's not being mean with my resources. It's not being ruthless. This is why people win. People that win are ruthless. They have, they have game face. Hallelujah. Tell yourself, the truth, tell yourself the truth every time. I can't afford it, somebody will die. You have work to do, you're always sleeping. Tell yourself, this sleep, I can't afford it. It's too cost. Glory to Jesus. So, to, do, to those that have more be given, when you go from an have-not to a have, that is difficult. That's, that's where the work is. The work is to go from have-not to have. It simply means take one, make it two. When you go from there, a time will come when it stops being so hard. We call it marketing tipping points. But before you tip, you will walk. You will get your hands dirty. You will cry. You keep moving. Your friends will buy clothes for Ashwebi. You say, ah, please. I can't afford this. It will pain you, but ah, don't care, Joma Bino. Joe. I love you, but I can't afford 30k, 30k cord lace. I can't afford this. I will buy the same color of clothes for 5k when I come to wedding. Alright? That's the job. But when you get to that tipping point, little things begin to produce much results. That is when things will come from poor managers into your hands. Big churches get bigger. Big churches get bigger. Do you know that? <laughs> They've gone from have, from have not to have. So they're where little, little work produces big results. Is the way of the kingdom that you, are, you get to a point where you will tip. And at that point, little results, little work will bring big results. But you are not there yet. You are not even 30. You are trying so hard to boil. Which are you playing? I've been lied to. See your friends on social media vacationing in, in, in Kinneco, Kinneco, vacationing in Kinneco. They, the, they are the minority. And they won't borrow money to go. They borrow money to go. Some of them are even there 
on um, on grants by, by the by the by the tourists by the tourists so they can stamp pictures and make guys come and bring your money. So they give you a free ticket and take you pictures. They give you free ticket, free accommodation, take pictures so you can, so you can make mumus bring your own money and spend here. It's, it's happening life now a day. They take an influencer. It doesn't pay jack. It doesn't pay nothing. They make, give him clothes, give him money. He feels so good. It's not a picture. He now makes a lot of money to go there. You now want to take a loan to go where, where he went for free. You have to be ruthless with yourself. My bullying days are not here yet, and that is very fine. This matters so much to Jesus. that they told him about the kingdom of God. And he taught them this. <laughs> they were hoping for God to come. And they said, no. This is the important thing. That you are productive. That you get results. Again, he's telling us now a day. People are praying, I'm one of the table. And he's telling us, no. No. This is the kingdom. Turn one to two. Two to four. Five to ten. If you do, I will give you cities. The reward is influence and more resource. That in this world we live in, <laughs> people that have influence are those with resources. Luke says when he came back, he gave them many cities. Do you understand what he's talking about here? Cities, influence with people. Not those who are productive, people that have resources by being productive. So your job is to occupy till it comes. How? Productivity. Productivity. Efficiency. So that you can then go from having resource to having power, having influence. This is how the kingdom operates. Again, let it shape how you run your life. You can't be okay being in one spot for three years. No drive no ginger. I'm well paid. Okay? But I've been there for so long. When will your one become two? When will your two become four? When will your five become ten? You've got to push yourself. Have drive, vision, focus. From all you have, squeeze out every value, squeeze out every value in everything you have. Everything you have in your hands, squeeze out every value, squeeze out every value, squeeze it out. You have just one, right? Squeeze that one, squeeze it. You squeeze, you get 1.1, you keep squeezing, it's not enough. Squeeze 1.2. Ah, my journey is far, I'm going to 2. Squeeze 1.3. <laughs> you learn that course, squeeze 1.5. <laughs> you squeeze. They come to toast you, can this boy help make it 2? Will it take me back to 0.9? Like this guy is like an 0.9. No, no. I want someone that will help me squeeze and get us to 2. So it comes with encouragement, common sense, wisdom, vision. When you say a tag tells you, babe, you can do this thing, keep going. Ah, you say, okay, let's do 1.7. You keep squeezing. You keep squeezing. You buy this, you sell that. Learn that course, do that project. You keep squeezing. You get to two. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Take a break again. Go back again. Keep squeezing, get to four. You must keep being productive. Squeeze every resource in your hands. Squeeze out from it every value possible. And you get me tonight. You will squeeze out. I said squeeze, meaning that you have to actually squeeze it like orange juice. You will squeeze it to get out every value in it. That is not up to God. It's up to you. His own is to give you one talent, two talents, five talents. What you do with it is up to you. That you show him that you are grateful. You do it by what you have in your house. So it's not God that will help you think about what you, what you, what you want and can become. It's your job. It's you that will audit your life. Your skills, your resources, your talent, your connections, and see how far and how fast you can squeeze it. It can be an affair tonight. Lord Jesus, I'm faithful. Oh, keep praying in your words. Are we praying this prayer tonight? Just pray the name. Just pray the name to pray it, okay? This prayer, this prayer that, that's so bad, they are personal prayers. That probably makes sense to only you. But pray it well.
Those that cry is not fair. They don't win. Those that spend their life crying, how unfair it is. They don't make progress. It only lands them in, it lands them in more tears. They, they go from tears to more tears. So I'm not going to come and cry about things. I will go to work. It's unfair, right? Nobody cares. I will go to work. I will make things happen. Are we praying tonight? Pray it well. So badly, however, I pray it well. You can only play the cards in your hands. You can only play the cards in your hands. You can't play my cards. You cannot play his cards or our cards. You can only make do with what you have in your hands. You can only play the cards that you have in your hands. You can only play the cards you have in your hands. So stop spending time looking at my cards. It, it cannot help you. You are cheating. No, no, no. Focus on the cards you have in your hands. I'm faithful to what is my hands. I'm faithful with the things in 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 my hands. It's about order, process, time, step by step. Please keep praying in your own words. 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 One more minute. Heartfelt prayer. It can be quiet and sober, but it has to be heartfelt. It has to be heartfelt. In Luke 16, eyes open, just look at me. In Luke 16, Christ told them, he said, faithful in little is faithful in much. That the one who is faithful in little will be faithful in much. The one that is unfaithful in little will be unfaithful in much. That the way you are doing now is how you always do until you decide to make a change in your life. The way you are now, it's not because of what you have, it's because of who you are. Your behavior now, it's not because of what you have, it's because of who you are. So, even when you grow in resource, if you ever grow with your behavior, I hope your behavior is good, okay? But he's saying that what you are doing now is what you will always do. So, when I see people give title 750, I'm happy. 750 naira, that's faithfulness. When we give title 100 naira, 120. That's deep faithfulness. Don't miss that's faithfulness. It is small, right? But I'm faithful in small. Those same people, when they earn millions, they will tight the same way because they are faithful people. But there are some people that they tell themselves, when I have much, I will do better. Nah, you will not. You will not. You will not. If you do more with less, it begins today. The kingdom of God makes sure that you are faithful in little. He will reward you with much. Matthew 13. Matthew 13, 13, 13, 13, 13. There he says, the kingdom of God is like, look at this, it's like a mustard seed. Ha! I wish we saw these things better. That God's kingdom, look at this, is like a mustard seed. There is not about how big the starting point is, but that when the seed is planted, when it goes to work, this is how God's kingdom operates. And you can start from small, but that it will grow from being a small mustard seed to being a large tree that everything and everyone will come and nest under. It's showing us how the kingdom operates. It is not how you start. It's how you finish. It's what you do with what you have in your hands. It's not what you have. It's what you do with what you have. So, I pray that when we'll see you next year, we'll see, you know, what God's kingdom 
has done in your life. That your one that become two, your two that become four, your five become ten. So that God can then appraise you and take you from two to four, five to ten, into something bigger. Twenty-five, five twenty-five, five to six to five. So it goes from arithmetic progression to you know magic progression. Father, we give you the praise tonight. We have learned from you tonight, and we are edified. We ask for continuous help, as you always do, yes. to help us get on track with these things. Yes. We avoid distractions, avoid vain competition and comparison, and focus on what you are given us to do. Yes. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. We hope you were blessed by that sermon. Cheers to growth and global impact. Feel free to contact us via our social media platform at This Green Church. And do join us every Sunday by 9 a.m. and Wednesday by 6 p.m. to be a part of our family. Remember, you are that Savior. You are light and life to your world.